Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. So today I want to talk to you about a topic that's really important and something that I talk to my clients about all the time. Something as well that's going to be a big or have a big impact on your success in your business. And this topic is perfectionism. In this episode, I want to maybe help you identify some beliefs or behaviours that you have. But most importantly, this episode is all about giving you tips on how to overcome them. Because honestly, I have not yet met another business owner who doesn't suffer from some kind of perfectionism in some area of their business. And the reality is that your desire to have this amazing business and, you know, ultimately, quote unquote, have it perfect. This, in fact, might be stopping you from actually having that amazing business. One of the things when I was sort of thinking and making notes about this episode today, it made me laugh a bit. I was thinking back to maybe 10 years ago, left university, going around having so many interviews, literally just like trawling up and down London. I hated interviews. I hated the stupid questions I got asked. You know, once I was asked if you could be an animal, what would it be? I don't understand the relevance of that to the job role. But anyway, another one of the questions I always used to get asked was, what is your greatest weakness? And honestly, like what a waste of time this question really is, because my honest answer would have been, you know, I totally resent the fact that I have to work my butt off for 12 months in the hope of getting a 3% pay rise. (laughs) But of course, we couldn't be that honest. So we have to say things like, I'm just such a perfectionist in my work, you know, I'm just so passionate about producing the best thing possible. And, you know, people would nod and that nonsense answer would sort of tick the interview box and on we would go. But the thing is, though, the reality is that this mindset, whether we're conscious of it or not, and whether it is real or not, is when we're running our own businesses is actually going to be potentially a little bit damaging for us. Like perfectionism is this idea, kind of what it says on the tin, you know, aiming for perfection in what we're doing. Now, the problem with this is that, you know, we consciously or, or unconsciously have these sort of traits and it can lead to kind of a range of different negative things in our businesses. So I'm going to go through some examples with you here of where kind of the problems can lie with perfectionism. And then, like I say, we're going to dive into like the good news and how we can solve them. The thing with perfectionism is that, first of all, it might lead you to setting sort of unachievable goals. And what the result of this can be is that you always feel like you're failing. And I do want to caveat this by saying, though, that I don't truly believe that goals are necessarily unachievable. But I think a trap that we can really easily fall into is, you know, for example, and I think this is really perpetuated by a lot of kind of what we see on the online space. But, you know, feelings of like, let's say as an income goal, maybe you start thinking, right, I want to earn, you know, a million pounds next year. The reality is, if you're earning 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pounds this year, then that is an insanely big jump. Now, 
That is in no way to say that it's unachievable. However, it feels as if it's a little bit going from one extreme to the other. And especially if there's not a strategy and there's not a way of doing this behind it, then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. So that's one example. Another one is this kind of all or nothing thinking. A lot of this can be driven by fear. So it can be this feeling of like, well, if I don't achieve X, then it's all going to fail. So putting like really high expectations on yourself. Also as well, typically perfectionists, so they tend to have sort of higher levels of maybe anxiety, lower levels of well-being, and often a lot of this can lead to sort of lower self-esteem. So this is one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk about this today, because if I'm being sort of really honest with you here, I know that this is something that I can suffer with in terms of perfectionism, and it does. It does sometimes make me feel a bit anxious and worried about things and it's something that over the years I've really had to kind of fight these these tendencies and these behaviors so that's why I wanted to do today's episode as well because I really feel passionate about this subject and it's something that I help my clients with so much and ultimately as well like this perfectionism can really hold you back from starting new things and because of that sort of fear of failure sometimes that can sit there or that fear of like it's just not going to be good enough I've listed a few things here that doesn't really paint a very happy picture. But don't worry, there's good news. There are lots of things that we can do to reduce the risk of perfectionism. And as I say just now, you know, perfectionism is something that I am sort of definitely, I don't want to use the word guilty of having, but like a trait that I have at times. So I'm going to share with you some different scenarios of where perfectionism might be cropping up and the different tools that I sort of share with some of my clients and things that I use with myself. So the first one is this problem sometimes that we have these all or nothing goals. So let's say, for example, you're running a group program and you decide you want to fill it with 10 people and you end up with nine. Do you see this as a success or, you know, you've managed to get nine people to pay and come along and they want to work with you? Or do you see it as a failure because you haven't hit that perfect round 10 that you are aiming for? To a degree, goal setting is really important in our business. But it is also important to remember that these aren't big corporate KPIs. And at the end of the day, as business owners who run our own businesses, we do have the flexibility to kind of move these goals around, move the goalposts slightly and have kind of different levels to target sometimes. So what I really find helps, and this is what I get a lot of my clients to do, is when we're setting goals, especially around sort of stats and numbers, is we have three separate goals. So we have like our minimum, our baseline. So this covers, you know, if I need to pay the bills, pay myself, then the minimum number I need is X. Then we have the kind of second one, which is like the ideal number. So, you know, in an ideal world, I would like to have maybe, you know, 50% more than my minimum. So I feel like I'm making a profit and again, giving me that flexibility and I can invest back in the business and things like that. And then we have our big old stretch goal. So we have, you know, in an ideal world, what would be an amazing number for us to hit. So we've got three benchmarks to work from. And therefore, no matter what happens at the end, one of these goals is going to be achieved. And that in itself is going to give you that feeling of achievement. And it's going to help you to stop having that kind of all or nothing thinking, because you're not just focused on one main thing. The second thing in terms of perfectionism is that we can sometimes be quite critical of ourselves, maybe if we're honest, secretly quite critical of other people. as well. Um, You find it, you know, really easy to see the flaws and things, the quote unquote mistakes and things. And yeah, you seem to sort of feel like you 
hone in on this. Now, there's lots of solutions to this and to sort of fight this feeling almost of like criticism of yourself and maybe, you know, a bit of criticism of others. First of all, it's creating an environment where you feel really comfortable and really accepted. And ultimately, that sort of environment and level of comfort is going to make it okay for you to make mistakes. So you can do this through like community groups. So like on Facebook, I talk a lot about building Facebook groups. And what I really love about these is that you get to control who comes in and who and and who leaves as well sometimes. <laughs> also as well, like finding peer groups. So not necessarily like just the groups of your audience, but also like maybe people in a similar field to you. And I always recommend, you know, unfollow those who either don't inspire you or ultimately maybe leave you feeling a bit drained. And this is totally normal. Like I go through this process all the time. It's, you know, one of the many ways of how I kind of work out who I maybe want to work with in terms of like somebody to provide me with coaching or provide me with a service. You know, there's lots of people who I'm initially drawn to. And then over time, I just start to feel like actually maybe we don't have exactly the same values or we have different kind of energy levels with these things. And it's nothing personal. It's not, you know, anything necessarily about that person. It's just perhaps I recognize that they're not the right person for me to work with. And it's okay to unfollow people. You know, there's, there's, it's social media. You don't sort of owe people follows and likes in these situations. Also as well, another top tip in terms of sort of that perfectionism and like if you see a mistake and you feel like, oh my goodness, I instantly have to correct this. A top tip for you is that actually algorithms really don't like it when you edit posts. So by doing that, by going in and editing something that you've posted, you're actually, it's going to have a knock on effect unless people are going to see it. My advice really is like leave the typos, forgive yourself for being a human being, like we all make mistakes and go spend your energy on something more important. And this is something that you know like I really struggled to fight with this like especially being an English teacher like being an English tutor I was such a perfectionist about like the way that I wrote things and grammar and you know like if I made a spelling mistake it felt like the worst thing in the world and now don't get me wrong a level of perfectionism here is important in the sense that you know if I'm offering to teach people's children English then I probably need to be demonstrating good English skills myself (laughs) however there was this one incident I remember and you know again I'm going to do a whole episode on this in the future in my Facebook group me and my virtual assistant we had this project ongoing for a couple of weeks and we were doing like word of the day and things like that just to put a bit of content out there every day we were producing content putting it out you know I was doing videos posts quizzes all sorts of different things like free resources for people And there was one day where we put out a spelling word and there was a typo in it. And it was a genuine innocent mistake. And when you're like creating this much content, of course, some mistakes are going to get made and potentially things might slip through the net. And I remember this post going out. Somebody, a very kind person, who has never commented on anything before, decided to call me out on the spelling mistake. Beforehand, the perfectionist in me would have hated the thought of something going out with a mistake in it. You know, it's definitely something that sort of crossed my mind and I would have worried about. But all of a sudden in this moment, I saw this comment and I just thought, oh my God, you know, like you put so much effort into creating all this great stuff. And then there's one little slip up. And I thought, you know what, really in this moment, I feel like this should be consolidating my fears. But In many ways, it was almost kind of weirdly liberating to feel like, do you know what? This is not the kind of person I want in my audience, you know? This is what I go back to with community groups. Like, it was my group. It was my space. And I wanted to feel safe there. I wanted to feel like it was okay for me to make the odd little mistake because I knew the vast majority, like 99% of the people in the group 
appreciated the effort that we were putting into to try and help people. So I removed the comment, removed the post, fixed it all, reposted it the next day because like I say, that wasn't being perfectionism. It was a spelling mistake in a word that I was sharing. It had to be corrected. And also, of course, I also politely removed the person from the group because if they're not going to contribute something positive through it like this is where boundaries come in you know we don't work hard to sit here and then let people make us feel like that so I say I'm kind of going off down a slight tangent here about boundaries and and essentially trolling is what I'm talking about Uh, and I will do another episode on this one day but like I say like you've you've got to kind of pick and choose your battles when it comes to like editing posts so if it's something that's really obvious and needs changing then just remove the post edit it and then schedule it in for another time or just leave it be kind to yourself forgive yourself and move on you know there's plenty of other things I'm sure you can be doing in your business another sort of sign of perfectionism is this idea of like only focusing on results and struggling to enjoy the process of actually getting there and I think this is a really interesting one because somebody asked me the other day they were talking about um you know me running my own business and I've been doing it for five years now and they said to me like you know what's the end goal And I kind of thought about it for a little while and I said, you know what, I actually don't have an end goal. And in some ways that's very scary. And in other ways, like it's totally liberating because what I have noticed over these five years is that I have that, you know, perfectionist in me has set certain targets and certain goals. And when I've not hit or achieved them due to sort of different factors, I did sort of beat myself up over it a little bit. And what I found is that actually can be really easy to get into this mindset of just constantly chasing the next thing. And you forget about all the different things that you've achieved along the way. You know, it sounds like a bit of a cheesy cliche, but it is so true that you have to learn to enjoy the journey of running your your own business and you know really embracing this freedom that we have because otherwise it will start I think to pull you down after a while if you're just constantly chasing you know that one beacon which also keeps on moving just further and further away all the time as, as these goals and things change. A big solution for this that I found really helpful is I create markers sort of along the way. I'm going to make up a number for you here but let's say I want to work with 100 clients, 100 new clients in the next 12 months which is a big old goal. If I wanted to do that what I will then do is then break it down into markers. So you know my first 10 then my first 25 and then 50 and the idea is that as I hit each of these little markers along the way I'm going to celebrate each one of them so then what I'm doing is I'm almost sort of forcing myself to recognize that I'm taking steps I'm sort of going towards my goal and ultimately as well it helps me to enjoy the process a lot more. It gives me a good excuse to go celebrate and do something nice because that's this whole thing about trying to enjoy the journey as things move and progress in your business. So the next one as well, another typical sort of sign of perfectionism is this idea of having like really high expectations of yourself and potentially often feeling sort of unhappy in your job and your work and what you're doing. Now, the solution to this is really about this balance between work work and having time off and time away from your business. So I think that perfectionism can really lead to kind of two extremes. It can lead to like overworking or it can be like total procrastination, not working at all. So I think there's different things that we can do here. So I'm a huge fan of like time blocking. So I will say to myself, look, I've only got an hour today 
to, you know, do my research, write my notes, record my podcast, and then set up the email and sort of text that goes around it and things like that. Now, if I don't set those sorts of limits for myself, the perfectionism and the procrastination will kick in and I'll start sort of second guessing myself and thinking, what do I really want to do that episode this week? And what about the other list of ideas I've got? Maybe I should do that instead. And I go round and round in circles. But the reality is if I know I've only got an hour to do this and I set myself these deadlines, then it really helps me just to get the job done. So that's one idea. Another thing as well is also thinking about actually looking at this to-do list that you're writing for yourself, identifying, look, you know, what are the things I get enjoyment from here? What are the things I don't get enjoyment from? And if there are things on that list that you don't enjoy and aren't actually that critical to your business, then maybe it's worth challenging, like, why am I actually doing this? Like, what is this really leading me towards? And like, I think a really big example of this is social media. We are so lucky to, lucky, but... (laughs) I don't know if many people would agree with me on that word there, but you know, we are lucky in the sense that we have lots of different platforms to choose from. And there are so many different places to go and find our audience. And each of these platforms are slightly different. You know, I would say like Facebook is really big on like the whole kind of community side. Instagram seems to be a lot more focused on sort of like stories. And of course, then there's reels, TikTok, full on video, LinkedIn, bit more variety going on there. But I think a lot more of that kind of picture and written post is is still kind of the format that people use. So we've got so many different outlets and different ways of reaching people that you know, you don't have to pick just one thing or you don't have to necessarily do the thing that you don't enjoy. There are so many different options for you. And again, always experiment, like try different things. But ultimately, if you're not enjoying something it's, and you are you find yourself being a perfectionist about it or you find yourself procrastinating about it, then I think it's really worth challenging. Like, what's the point in this? You know, like we run our businesses to hopefully give us like the life that we're aspiring to, that freedom that we're aspiring to. We don't then want to chain ourselves down and force ourselves ourselves to do things ultimately aren't bringing us any joy. So another example of perfectionism, and I think I know a few people who might nod along to this, and definitely me five years ago would have been nodding along to this one, is that you sometimes describe yourself as a bit of a control freak and you feel like you're the only one who can do things in your business. You're the only one who knows how to do it. Um, You're the only one who can do it quote unquote correctly. And so you end up having this massive load on your plate of things to get done. Now the solution to this, it's hard. The first time you do this, it is hard to do this, but it's so important as well in your business to learn how to outsource things. Now, I think when people think about outsourcing, and I see this a lot with my clients that I work with, they, you know, a lot of people see outsourcing as like, well, I've got to hire someone. It's like a massive commitment. You're imagining sort of full time, potentially payroll, all these sorts of different complicated things. The great news is that is not the case. You can start off like with a really small outsourcing task. So for example, this could be something like social media scheduling. So if you've maybe got all this content written somewhere, but the perfectionist in you is feeling like it's it's not quite ready or it's not quite good enough or you're not quite sure if the timing's right for it. This is a fantastic example of where outsourcing is really going to help you. So you can pay somebody a couple of hours to come in, get into your social media and literally take all this content, take it off your plate, kind of almost take that responsibility and power away from you and schedule it all in. And that can be just like a little one-off job. And again, 
all of the stuff in business, like everything in business is a level of experimentation. So, you know, the, the idea of this, the first time you do it is one, you're experimenting to see how did the process work, you know, in terms of like finding somebody, hiring someone, how did you find working with them? Did they have the tools they needed? What were the timescales like? All sorts of so many factors we can talk about here. But also as well, it's going to help you to kind of recognize like actually the easy things that could be taken off your plate. So another example of a small task could be something like creating templates for you so for example if you know that you want to produce workbooks or maybe even like graphic templates on canva small jobs like that are so easy to outsource and there's so many people out there who can do it for you and the idea of this is that you take baby steps and gradually you start to kind of trust other people more because I think that's a big part of it you trust other people more you also trust yourself to let go of things and gradually this can build up and up and up to having like longer contracts with people or maybe even working on bigger projects but again your business you totally have the flexibility with this and again this is a whole other episode in outsourcing and virtual assistants and why they are integral in your business so I promise I will come back to that in a future episode so the last one on our list here perfection there are so many so many different examples for us to go through today but the last one is you overthink tasks and you end up procrastinating and not getting them done which actually in many ways can start this kind of paralyzing cycle of just not getting things done you know you sort of procrastinate you overthink it which stops you from doing it and then because you haven't done it you're thinking about why you haven't done it and then you procrastinate more and we go on and on and on this is again something that I think is really common and it's something that all of us kind of experience at some point in our businesses my solution to this is finding somebody to bounce ideas off of and honestly like this is the whole point of coaching for me and, and mentoring and the programs I run and why I'm also part of other programs as well is that having that person who you trust who you can talk through different ideas with is so powerful because again so many business owners that I meet and I work with you know we are kind of those solopreneurs you know we're working by ourselves we spend a lot of time by ourselves you know our heads are very noisy places and it's so easy to kind of like talk ourselves out of situations and find reasons not to do things and also maybe even doubt ourselves in in what we're thinking about doing so having somebody to talk to to give you advice even just to like listen to what you have to say is going to be really powerful and also another huge part of it is it gives you accountability and that you have somebody to sort of check in with as you go along I want to give you like a a sort of honest example of this so a couple of weeks ago about a week or two ago I've decided that this year I want to run my first in-person event in London the initial idea I was really excited about it I went and spoke to my coach about it you know we talked about loads of different ideas and then off I went you know sort of all sort of full of the old beans and I was asking people about it people interested it was fantastic but inevitably those old habits started to creep in and about a week ago I caught myself and I could feel that perfectionism kicking in and I was starting to question things about it like but what about the dates oh no there's lots of bank holidays then this is probably not a good idea what about the venue oh my goodness London is too big it's too overwhelming how am I going to find somewhere this is all too much I think I should stick to zoom (laughs) 
And, you know, so many other little negative thoughts were creeping around in my head. And like, I'm happy to be honest with you about this because like, I'm human, like we all do this. Again, this is why I find like having a coach is so helpful because I could then go to her, talk to her about, you know, these sort of thoughts and feelings. And ultimately there was that level of accountability there. And we sort of sat down, went through an action plan list of like all the things I need to tick off to get it all organized. And off I went. And then I spent this weekend pottering around London, looking at different venues and generally having a nice day out as well at the same time. So this is the thing, like so much of this, like in your business as well, like you don't have to do it by yourself. You're not alone. Like people that people are always there and willing to help you. You just have to kind of reach out and ask for that help as well. And that's a big part of the solution to kind of beating this like procrastination and perfectionism as well and now I've kind of gone through this whole cycle you know again that level of excitement is back again I'm you know in the next couple of weeks I'm going to be releasing like dates and talking about the availability and what we're going to be focusing on it's going to be really really good I'm really looking forward to it so the conclusion of today's episode really is that if you found yourself nodding along like first of all don't you know I I want you to fight that potentially sort of perfectionist urge that you're feeling right now to start beating yourself up but also recognizing that you know like self-awareness is the first step towards addressing these issues and these kind of like challenges that we might face so perfectionism I think really is a sign that we really care about what we're doing and of course there is a degree of this that is necessary for us to have like high standards in our business um, create incredible services for our clients like if we were doing everything slapdash all the time and you know didn't put as much effort into it then the truth is probably our hearts really aren't in it and that's going to be reflected in the service so there's got to be this sort of real balance between like protecting yourself and making sure that what you're doing is bringing you happiness and enjoyment but also as well it's okay to have those big goals but just have sort of things in place that allow you to enjoy the process as you go through it. So I have a little task or suggestion for you here just to end the episode. So if you do find yourself feeling resistance about something or you feel that perfectionism kicking in over the next you know couple of days or weeks or something that might come around my first bit of advice is walk away from that situation just for a moment like don't sit there and force yourself to do something if it's making you feel uncomfortable or if you know it's not making you happy grab a pen and paper or a journal or whatever you have and just think about these three questions and answer them really honestly for yourself so first of all what is it that you're afraid of right now what do you feel is going to be the outcome what are you worried about the next question is to ask yourself if you're identifying as well, especially that perfectionism is what's kicking in here, how is this perfectionism affecting me, like personally in my own sort of like mental health and how I'm feeling? And is it having an impact on my business as well? Like what's happening as a result of me maybe not taking this action or the worries or thoughts that I might be having? And last of all, the most important question is what will happen if I don't take this action? And I think these three questions are a great way of sort of one, raising your kind of self-awareness about like what's going on in your head, like what are the thought processes you're having. It can also really help you to recognize, you know, it helps you to kind of capture thoughts and then really challenge this sort of negative thinking that we can sometimes have. And then also as well, if you are working with a coach or if you are working with somebody who can give you some extra support, then you're identifying what the kind of maybe problems and what potentially the solutions could could be for you in your business and then you can reach out get help and support and then decide you know what your next steps want to be okay thank you so much for listening i hope you found this episode helpful 
as always as I've gone through the episode I've mentioned about you know five different other things I'm going to be talking to you about in the future but as always if you have any requests or there's anything you think that you would like me to cover in this episode then please reach out to me probably the best place is on Instagram at Love Mondays Club and I would love to hear from you and love to hear what you'd like to hear about in the next episode but for now have a great week and I will see you next Monday thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends for more information and support from today's episode head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk have a great week and I'll see you next Monday Monday.